1: Reddit. Yes? We're on Twitter. What? We're on Facebook. What's a Facebook? We're on Instagram. <laughs> and we are on the WWW. But guess what else we're on? What? We're on YouTube.
0: Oh. <laughs> YouTube.
1: That's right. We have our own channel. Oh. Yes, there you can find our episodes, some trailers, and a whole lot more we're cooking up. And we have a very, very special opportunity for you.
0: That's right. If you subscribe at YouTube, our channel there, yes. this month of July, you will be entered to win a custom watching plan from Why Watch That. If you win, yeah, we'll tell you, hey, here's some things for you, just you, to check out. We will curate that thing for you.
1: Why watch that?
0: We're kind of nice over here, aren't we? We sure are. So, if you're interested in that, and heck, you should be on the YouTube anyway. The YouTube. See, how I was saying like, <laughs> a whole
1: not just a YouTube. <laughs> be on the
0: YouTube anyway at our channel. Why watch that? Subscribe in July, and maybe you'll know what to watch from here forth. Ooh.
1: The Why Watch That TV Talk. Bonjour! <laughs> oh.
0: <laughs> Comment ça va? Ça va bien?
1: Ah, ça va très bien. Oh, merci. Et
0: <laughs> Ah, ça va, ça va.
1: Oh, this isn't a French podcast. <laughs> you know what's up. We felt just a little, a little fronch. Oh. A- And uh, just because we have a tiny petite uh, show for you, petite TV, uh, petite abouche for you, this TV talk. Only a handful of shows, but nonetheless, less important shows, especially with our first season premiere that we're going to talk about, the only one actually, on FX. It's its final season. And I'm telling you, if you've seen the billboards or any kind of advertisement for this show, you will know that it's kinda out there. It is very kooky, crazy, trippy. And of course, I'm talking about the show Legion. Now, from day one, the critic has, I would say, earned his Legion badge because he didn't know exactly what he was watching. I didn't know exactly what he was talking about. And as the show went on, it gets a little more confusing. So hopefully by season three, we'll have some clarity. But we do know that Legion is Legion. And um, there may not be any clarity in sight for this uh, X-Men's son.
0: Yes. Um, And at the beginning of season three, we are introduced to a new character. Oh, boy. We don't know this. We don't know who this person is. They're talking in Mandarin. (laughs) Okay. Jadao, I heard that, and I said, oh, that's Mandarin. And the character's name is Switch. Mm -hmm. Now, Switch has the ability to time travel. But why do we know this? And what she sees throughout the beginning of the episode is really calls to action for her to help out this entity and help this entity get away from another why and of course this is legion so the messages are weird it doesn't make any sense but switch is interested and she ends up going to this place to offer up her services and as she goes and she meets all kinds of crazy people we see someone we know What is she doing there? And this leads to the titular character, Legion. Uh Uh-oh. He's the one looking for a time traveler. And after the events of season two, he is now divorced from his friends. All of them are now against him because they found out some really bad news about him in season two.
1: Wait, some some his mental friends or, <laughs> or his real life friends?
0: No, that's very interesting. So the entity that was in his brain, since he was a baby, who was kicked out of uh, Professor Xavier's brain, by the way, Professor X. Mm. So kicked him out because keeping father. Mind. Yes, now, Legion's professor. father is Professor X. So Professor X kicked uh, Farouk is his name. It, really, he's a, a demon. Kicked him out of his brain. Professor X said goodbye to you. And so he was in the astral plane looking for another place to land. And oh baby Legion was there. Oh boy. So he was in Legion's brain for 33 years or so. Oh
1: my gosh.
0: Until Legion was able to get rid of him. But for Rook, in some way, found Legion's girlfriend, convinced her to join up with him. In season two, she came back in time to try to tell David, who's Legion, hey, you need to come with me. Farouk is not who you think he is. Mm. That doesn't happen. But everyone else is now aligned against Legion. Oh, no. Because he's a danger. And now he has better control of his powers. Mm. So he's able to hide much better from Farouk. Because Farouk tells us in this first episode, you know, it was easy to find him before because he had no control. He was, you know, spilling energy everywhere. Now, it's harder. Mm. Because they go in to eradicate Legion. And they succeed. What? They shoot him dead. But Switch... Does a little switch? Oh, she goes back in time for, to again <laughs> to warn him. They kill him again.
1: Oh. Oh, Boom! No. What do
0: you think happens after that? She goes back. And the thing is, for Root gets his hands on her for a brief for a brief moment, right? What's that exchange about? I'm not giving it away. Hmm. And what happens as a result? Okay. What do you think? The name of the show is Legion Uh uh-huh so that is a clear way of talking about what happened still confusing (laughs) but i will say this rap this first episode of season three was one of the very best episodes of legion period from the beginning and i watched this with my brother which is nice so that i'm like do you know what's going on he says that to me he's like no wait a minute so it's that kind of show But after the first 15 minutes when Switch finally meets Legion, it all starts to make sense. And I have to say, they still have the characteristic colors and set design and costumes that are so great. Mm. the fights that they had the main fight ref was so entertaining this is what i'm talking about don't dangle these characters with powers and not use them Mm. it was creative it was cinematic i enjoyed it i hope the remaining seven episodes are just like this you can be inscrutable and entertaining and still kind of understandable at the same time Is what they proved to us here. We'll see if that continues. I give this a definite, uh, what do I say? A (laughs) salute.
1: There you go. Wow. It's been up and down for you with this show. And I'm glad we're on the up and up. Let's move on to some series premieres. Years and years. And years and years and years. (laughs) No, just two years. Years and years. It's a limited series. Only six, about six episodes. It's on HBO. And you know HBO, they like to hit and run <laughs> when it comes to limited series. What are we what are we looking at for years and years?
0: Yeah, and this is taking taking over for Chernobyl. Mm. You know, because now HBO is doing this Monday night thing where they're trying to get that going. And obviously Monday night is all about the Brits.
1: <laughs> apparently. <laughs> apparently. It's, it's a new partnership.
0: Yeah. yeah. So in this limited series, uh, it it starts now, in in the present time. We meet this family of colorful characters. Uh, There are siblings that unite everybody. So uh, one of these siblings is played by Rory Kinnear. His name is Steven. Uh, He has a wife. Her name is Celeste and two daughters. Now, the older daughter is very introverted. Something's up. She won't even get out of bed. So what's that about? The younger daughter is the younger daughter, okay? Fine and free. Now, his one of his brother, or his brother, I should say, uh, is played by Russell Tovey. His name is Daniel. And, um, you know, Daniel is, <laughs> he has some opinions about politics. Let's say that. He has some opinions about what people are doing on TV. So keep that in mind, because there is a would-be politician, would-be, played by Emma Thompson.
1: Oh yes, I remember seeing the, uh, yes, I remember this.
0: Yeah, her name is Vivian Rook. And she's on TV, there's some sort of panel, maybe it's a debate or something, and she says something uh, that is not politically correct. Oi. Okay, about what's going on in the Middle East. Some people are loving it, some people are not. I can tell you that Daniel is one of the nots, but his boyfriend, Kind of likes it, uh, and as far as Stephen, his brother, and his wife Celeste, they're kind of they kind of get a kick out of it. Okay, they also have uh, the youngest sibling, the the youngest uh, daughter. There, she's about to give birth; she's pregnant. Now, their older sibling, oldest sibling, I believe, is another daughter. She's off away. So, at the opening of this uh, episode. The youngest sibling, she gives birth. Now, their mother is no longer with us. So there's a lot of regret behind that. The father is, but he's not in the picture. <laughs> so it's up to one of the brothers, Daniel, to go help her give birth because her sister, who's been away, can't get back in time. No. This is this is a surprise delivery. It's a little yeah. early, a little. So what happens, uh, they also have their grandmother who's on the scene, who's played by Ann Reed, and she gets involved. And, you know, she's the grandmother you think she is. She says what's on her mind. It's not always politically correct. Okay. So the whole family comes together for uh, this birth. And after the birth occurs, they think to themselves, hey, what's going to happen in five years? What's the world going to be like for this kid as it grows up? Oh, boy. So they start tracking things year by year. Okay, we start going forward in time, years and years, kind of like the ending of Six Feet Under. And then we get five years into the future, and there is a refugee crisis from Ukraine. So there's something going on with Russia, of course. Also, the United States and China mm -hmm. are at loggerheads. Oh, boy. Who's the president? I won't tell you. You know. (laughs) So there's something happening because this is the end of that presidential term. What's going to happen in regard to China? Because they're fighting over this island in uh, the Southeast, Southeast Asia. And the oldest sibling, that daughter, she's there. She's just outside of it. So something major happens and it threatens to change absolutely everything. And how is Vivian Rook, played by Emma Thompson, how is she going to play a role here? And for one of the brothers, Daniel, he works essentially managing the refugees from Ukraine and Great Britain. And one of the refugees catches his eye, but he's supposed to be married at this point. Mm -hmm. Uh Mm -hmm. So all of this stuff comes to your head at the end of the first episode. And from there, we'll see what happens. So I'll tell you, Uh, Based on the first episode of Years and Years, it felt kind of six feet under-ish, kind of. It it felt like something from Alan Ball, even. Mm. So you think of it that way. And it it is from Russell T. Davies, who knows what he's doing. He's a TV vet. Uh, Doctor Who, uh, and so on and so forth, he's done. Uh, and I'll say that it's entertaining. Now, is all of the political stuff, does it always land? No. Um, but I did find a lot of it kind of funny. I was amused by it. I do. Uh, Kinda like the characters, but especially I like this. Ref, and we'll move on after this. They talk about or present technology in the future as well. So it's not just a political look into the future, but also a technological look. And what they did in the first episode was very, very smart. I will say that I did enjoy the way they handled it because for the um, for the one daughter of uh, of Rory character Stephen and his wife Celeste, the older one who couldn't get out of bed. Mm-hmm. Technology helps her to communicate, but it also creates a barrier. I won't tell you exactly what that technology is, but you'll know it when you see it. There's also another bit of technology that I will not mention. Okay, I'll just say it.
1: Oh boy. <laughs> well, we will move on from there then. <laughs> Listeners, we've got two giveaways for you. Yes, one second. <laughs> <laughs> two giveaways for you. Two amazing movies. pet Cemetery. We've got three copies. And one yeah. very special copy.
0: And this is that remake, right? Not the this old. This is the
1: remake that just came out this year. On July 8th, we're gonna go live, and there will be three winners who will take away two of them. We'll take away what?
0: Well, a 4K version of the movies, too. Okay. We'll do that. Then we have a grand prize winner.
1: Grand.
0: And that's a director-signed 4K copy. I think that winner will be me. Yes, I think
1: I want that, too. But you have to enter on July 8th for your chance to win, so you might want to get on that. But we also, I hear, have another giveaway, Greta.
0: That's right. And we all know that we love boxes of chocolates and... Mm. That means 25 years ago, yes, Forrest Gump came into being. Good, eh? (laughs) (laughs) So if you want a remastered version of this classic, if you want a copy of that, enter the giveaway. Yes, it does. This one goes live on July 6th. So as the ref said, Pet Cemetery is July 8th. That's when you can begin entering. Forrest Gump is July 6th. And where do they enter, ref? they can go
1: to whywatchthat.com slash giveaway. The Rook on Stars is in its first season, eight episodes. Not sure what this is about, but we do know that Stars is really pumping out that original content. What are we looking at here?
0: Yeah, so this, just so we can paint the picture for our listeners, it is based on the novel of the same name by Daniel O'Malley. And here we go, everybody. Originally, it was adapted and it was going to be run by Stephanie Meyer. Now, if you go, who is Stephanie Meyer? The Twilight novels. Oh. The author. So then you go, hmm. But she left while they were filming the first two episodes. Hmm. Okay. Now, where we are is in London, and we're uh, underneath the Millennium Bridge, and uh, Miffany Thomas, that's her name, Miffany, she awakens and she's surrounded by dead bodies. Oh. She doesn't know who she is, where she is, what's going on. No idea. She runs away. Now, these bodies have gloves, like latex gloves on their hands. <clears throat> what's that about? OK. So she runs away, and eventually, I won't go through all of the steps. She finds her way to messages from herself. So she gets a message from herself, and she tells herself in this message. If you have gotten this, it must not have worked.
1: Oh, I love those. Those are fun.
0: Right. So what's the it, right? And she's like, look, you have two choices, Matrix. There's right. a red key and a blue key.
1: Get out of here. They did not do red and blue.
0: They sure did. Oh. And, you know, the red key, of course, is if you want to continue with what I was doing, blue, uh, and maybe I'm mixing them up. Who cares? Blue is... This this new identity you can take. You'll be fine. You won't have to worry about this at all. Up to you. So what she has to do with these keys is go to um, a, a bank. Essentially, take her. <laughs> <laughs> it's essentially a bank vault. She has to go into oh. with uh, you know just those private boxes you can have. Yeah. So she wants both. <laughs> That's a smart person here. Yeah, because I'm not going to choose before I see what of to these. To because I don't know what you're talking about. Right. But when she gets to this bank and she says who she is, the, the woman there who's working has a latex glove on her hand. No. Oh. What happens? I'll tell you this. She ends up in the vault. Uh, is she alone? And if she's not, what's the state of the people in the vault with her after she's done with them? Mm. Because... We find out that this isn't just some ordinary person. She's not even an ordinary assassin. She has supernatural powers. Mm. So she gets to one of these boxes, opens it up. It's the one, it's the red one, of course, because we have to tell a story. So she sees that it takes her through what she needs to do, where she needs to go in order to get more of the story about what she was doing. She tries to go for the other box rep, but what happens?
1: It it implodes.
0: Well, something, right? Yeah. Something, this is
1: like Mission Impossible meets Jason Bourne meets Matrix. The Matrix. <laughs> yeah, and
0: so on and so forth. There are other things you could even bring up here that it reminds you of, okay? Um, even uh, the, the, what was it? Counterpart that they canceled mm-hmm. on stars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It has a bit, because it's not that brisk and pace, kind of okay. like Counterpart. Yeah. Yeah, and it, yeah. this is the Brits doing, okay, we have right. this kind of, you know, sci-fi kind of uh, thriller thing. Gotcha. All right. She goes back to her apartment. She gets more of the story from herself. And she's told about this group of people called the, the Chekway or Cheke. Cheke is how they say it. Cheke. Okay. And this is a group of secret agents for the British government who all have supernatural abilities. Mm. He's one of them. She has a boss. There's a whole hierarchy. And she tells herself, look, you got to watch out for certain people. This person is on your side. This person may not be. These people connect. But she doesn't remember any of this. Mm. And her boss shows up at her apartment. What, what goes on there? Because they are investigating... Her Those dead people, exactly. Oh, okay. Now she goes back to work eventually. She doesn't know where she is. Also, there's this agent from the United States who's come over, played by Olivia Munn. Oh, mm, that's that was triggered by this murder. Mm. What's going on there? And by the end of the first episode, she realizes she can't trust anybody.
1: <laughs> okay,
0: so this is very familiar. Yes. Uh, but it's always fun, Raph, as you were saying earlier in my earlier in my review, it's always fun when you have this kind of concept, especially if you add some supernatural stuff to it. Yeah. But like I was talking about in Legion, when you have characters like this, you got to use them. Mm-hmm. I don't know that they used her enough in the first episode. Not enough. The first half, I was engaged because it had some momentum. It had, okay, we find out, oh, she's this superhuman. Then they kind of let that go. It turns into more classic thriller stuff. You're at the workplace. I wasn't quite that interested. <laughs> writing really isn't that good for me to care. Let the workplace. The hours going, okay? This is what I was talking about with Game of Thrones. This is what I was talking about. Uh-oh, so here we'll we go. see what happens moving forward. I've only seen the first episode. Other reviewers have seen more, and I'll just say that. Mm. Mm.
1: Well... i don't know where to go from there except the loudest voice which is about roger ailes this i'm not even gonna say poor guy because actually there's no need to ever say that um about that man but we've got multiple (laughs) um mediums coming your way of his story and one and this one we're talking about frankly is on showtime it's a limited series about seven episodes um There's a movie coming out later on this year with some pretty big stars, I might add. I mean, like, Charlie. A a lot of people will be in this movie. Yeah. But for now, if you're really, really wanting to get your Roger Ailes story in, Showtime has a good setup before this movie comes, (laughs) I think.
0: (laughs) Yes, and I mean, wow. People really want to tell this story. I mean... You talked about it in the movie coming up in December. Charlize is in it. Nicole Kidman, Margot Robbie, Jonathan Lithgow is playing Roger Ailes, Allison Janney, Kate McKinnon. I mean, on and on and on and on and on. And in the TV show, we have Russell Crowe, Naomi Watts, Seth MacFarlane, Sienna Miller. I mean, like every wonderful actor is in one of these movies.
1: Yeah, they want to tell it. I mean, right now we can't get the Harvey Weinstein story going yet because I'm still in play, but Roger we can talk about.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I'm sorry, the movie, and then right now we have the miniseries on Showtime. So in the miniseries, we start in 2017. We see Roger Ailes lying on the floor dead with a, a bottle of pills open on the floor. And he's narrating to us. <laughs> and he says, look, I know what they're going to say about me before they even say it. You know, right wing, you know, uh, paranoid, uh, fat. <laughs> he said, look, I'm all that.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: Whoa. And, and see what's, what's so good the way they set it up. Like, they know what images to show in the storytelling. So then they cut ref to him eating all of these pancakes with all the <laughs> syrup on it, I mean, and, and, you know, he, and then he goes to meet, because this is before uh, Fox News begins, right before, about a year before, and uh, Roger Ailes was really the, the big wig at CNBC, one of them, literally. Yeah, and he had a little problem. A little? So He, he had to be fired. Now we know what kind of problem this did not start at Fox News. No, it didn't. And uh, we see um, the 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 head of GE. Mm-hmm. He is there, and they have a little meeting at you know the head of GE's house, estate, I should say. Exactly. And Jack Welch is his name. So Jack Welch is like, look, I like you essentially, but we've had this hr investigation the lawyers are involved you got to go now roger's like look i understand that but i gotta work jack is like yeah i mean you can work you just can't go to that other network cnn so at the time in 95 it was cnbc cnn
1: oh yeah He's
0: like you can't go there uh and and, you know roger is kind of like um why would i go there (laughs) so roger is like look here's what we can do why don't we do this i will sign an agreement to not go to any existing network whatsoever. Because Jack Welch is like, like, look, you're not news anyway. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Roger Ailes is like, look, let's just sign this agreement. I won't go to any existing uh, network. Now, at the time, MSNBC is about to debut. And remember, MSNBC is MS, Microsoft, and NBC, which is owned by GE, Jack Welch. Okay.
1: Okay,
0: so they have this agreement. After that, Roger Ailes is like to um, his girlfriend, who works at CNBC, by the way, and who is played by Sienna Miller. Okay, he says, "Look, I think um, I think this is going to work." <laughs> What's going to work? Well, we find out he's ready to start Fox News. Now, remember, he signed an agreement to not join any existing network. Right, Fox News does not exist. So Rupert Murdoch hires him. He shows up with his assistant in tow, who you don't want to mess with. Uh-oh. He is none to play with. So they show up on the scene. Rupert's right-hand man greets him. It, it, it doesn't go well. Okay, the, the right-hand man, you know, he's an Aussie. He's, a, a you know, kind of a, you know, he just goes along with the flow. So he's looking at them like, mm, it's a little brisk, the treatment in here. Let me get out of here. And then they have a meeting about what Fox News is going to be. And of course, they have all the professionals in the meeting. They're talking about the, you know, the people they want to reach and how they're going to do it. And they're going to leverage uh, the, the newspapers that Rupert Murdoch already owns. They want to have professionals, you know, all that kind of stuff. And hey, when it comes to CNN, CN- CNBC, they're in the past. Let's do a network that's for the 90s. <laughs> well, what does Roger Ailes have to say? Mm-hmm. I'll tell you, what he does say changes the course of Foxy News' history in that meeting. He goes against the presentation, against not only the person presenting it, but also Rupert Murdoch's right-hand man stuff. Uh-oh. And Rupert Murdoch sides with him. Now, they have a year. They want to get this up and running in a year, Rap. A network. Now, something happens because... They find out that ABC is interested in starting their own cable news network as well. Uh Uh-oh, and they want to do it in eight months. Oh. So then, okay, Roger is like, well, look, we need to get this done in six months. We got to beat them. That's why I'm here. The right-hand man is like, what? (laughs) He's like, a year is compressed. You want to do it in six months? He's like, if I don't get it done, you don't even have to find me. I'll leave and you can donate my salary to the ACLU. Okay. Okay. So then we see him, essentially what he's doing throughout the whole time is pulling people in that he respects, that he can trust. So one of them is played by Seth MacFarlane. He comes in from CNBC. He eventually pulls in his girlfriend who at first tells him, no, I don't want to work with you. I'm doing well at MSNBC. He's like, yeah, but how long is that going to last? So Miller is there. As well how does that go with that assistant Ooh. Ooh. and he's pulling in on-air talent and we can see the I, I can't even capture how vile it is the way that he treats some of these women
1: oh my gosh
0: it's the predator just how predatory it is it will turn your stomach mm. One one of, of, of these women that he wants to hire, um, they go back to the George H.W. Bush campaign. He calls her in, she's talking to him about this guy she's met that she's really interested in, it's, it's nasty. And then we see physically, not all the way, It's this is a very restrained presentation. They give you just enough so you know what's going on and it's disgusting. Also mistreats others literally at Fox News in his room, in his uh, office. Oh my God. Okay. So, and then we see essentially after this shortened uh, window of time to start the network, they're on a race to find uh, anchors, as I said before. Sean Hannity is one of them, (laughs) played by Patchadera. Yes, he's there. And we see his beginnings, where they got him from, all of that's there. And then it leads us up to, in the at the end of the first episode, to when they're finally ready to launch. And, and keep in mind, as they've gone through this, they've had failures. He has just let some people have it. It leads up to this board scene that I won't even give away. And then we see Fox News launch, launch fair and balanced okay (laughs) what does that mean he tells you don't worry he will tell you in the show so that's the first episode we don't even meet gretchen carlson yet played by naomi watts that comes in the next episode Mm. so here's what i want to say i mentioned the restraint that they had it's good because it's easy to when it comes to roger ailes just do all the yelling and crazy stuff but what russell crowe and everybody behind the scenes are doing here what they do instead is they give you just blips of it in the early going. Just little hints so that you're able to understand where you are. Because first of all, you got to know, okay, it's 95, 1, and 96. What was the landscape of TV then? I don't remember. Right? They help you to really get acclimated to that. And as you go through the episode, he revs up more and more. The revving happens until you get to that boardroom scene at the end that 4 a.m meeting for all employees okay and i will tell you that russell crowe said that when he read this script he knew he had to do it and that's now how he really chooses roles he's like it's really about reading it and you have a gut feeling and you can tell when he read that he was like i have a clear picture Hmm. on who this guy is. And it's just nice to see this kind of work. Sienna Miller. I mean, these people know what they're doing. And the prosthetics. <laughs> the
1: prosthetics. <laughs> That suit, I can't even.
0: And it's not just him. This team, because for Rupert Murdoch, Simon McBurney's playing him, looks just like Rupert Murdoch. Oh, wow. Sienna Miller has prosthetics on her face, ref. Because at first I was like, who is that? Is that Sienna Miller? And and so it just works in the wig and all of that kind of stuff. So they they really do a good job of setting things up. We'll see where it goes next. So this is the the kind of episode where you're going to be like, oh, it blew me away. It draws you in. It takes its time. It's setting up the pieces. And then at the end, you get that bomb that's dropped. So hopefully they'll continue this. Uh, I'm definitely interested right now. And I say so far, so good.
1: Wow! (laughs) (laughs) after all of that we said it was going to be petite it uh is very grand shall we say very large and it charges tv talk listen you can check out all the of these tv shows immediately um on fx hbo stars or even showtime Although things were a little bit small this episode, you've got some big TV to watch.
0: Thanks for listening. For additional resources,